Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Partnership Podcast. It's your host Monica Lee and in this episode we have got James Bailey, the Executive Director of Waitrose and he will be discussing the key priorities for Waitrose over the next one to two years and also about the brand's longer term priorities focusing on where he sees Waitrose in five years time. He will also be going into details how these support our partnership plan focusing on key areas of the plan such as retail customers love, partnerships for growth and force for good. I'm telling you so much information have been dropped during this podcast so stay tuned you are going to be enlightened and it's definitely a good one. So I'm going to pass it over to Bethany Nichols. My name's Bethany Nichols, and today I'm going to be talking to the Executive Director of Waitrose, James Bailey. Hiya. Hi, Beth. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's a bright, sunny morning when we're recording this, so I'm, I'm okay. I'm up for it. Let's hope the listeners aren't listening on a rainy day. <laughs> no, no. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> Um, So today we're going to be talking, uh, well, you're going to be talking about the Waitrose vision and priorities. Um, So I think we should just get straight into it. So um, could you tell us a little bit about the short term vision and priorities for Waitrose over the next one to two years? Uh, Yes, I can. It's one of my favourite subjects, obviously. Um, It's probably worth, first of all, though, just um, grounding ourselves in in the kind of year that we've just had and the kind of success the teams have all pulled together, because it's been as everyone knows, it's been a, a year like no other, but and all sorts of things could have happened. But in, in actual fact, it's been an incredibly strong year for the brand, for the business, for the branches, and especially online, obviously. So, you know, even just recent things. So, our, you know, our, our trading performance last year, we outperformed the market. There's different ways of reading it, but the, the, the most common way of reading it in the grocery industry, on that measure, we beat the market by about 2 or 3%, which is an enormous number in a, across the whole year. Uh, we had a record-breaking Christmas. Um, and even then, just recently, you know, we spent we spent the first probably 10 or 12 weeks of the year winning uh, the, the great majority of the Grocer 33, the mystery shopper, uh, the industry mystery, mystery shopper thing, which says basically how good shape the shops were in, the incredible service the partners were giving, uh, how good our availability was, relatively speaking. So it was a real um, a real fillip for the business going into that into that first part of the year. And then we've just literally walked into a record breaking Easter. Um, you know, we had budgeted for it was difficult to budget in the circumstances. We budgeted for a certain number, and we beat it by about twenty million in the week. So a really strong week, and all the stores held up, and the service stayed high as well. So incredible results. And then just last week, uh, in that Easter week, amazingly, if you think where online has come from, um, we had our first week ever of beating two hundred fifty thousand orders in a week. So incredibly, amongst all of the things that are going on, the business is actually really. Uh, delivering incredible results and of course a big part of that uh, is played by in the certainly in the last quarter since Christmas since all of our amazing John Lewis partners who've redeployed and been greeting the customers wearing you know their John Lewis um, uniforms with pride and really you know in every shop I've been in since uh, Christmas I've been met by and, and I've spoken to John Lewis partners and they're I think they've added a real layer of excitement and um, I guess partner partner sense you know a sense of togetherness in the stores and it's been really uh, incredible to see so I'm, I'm sad to see those John Lewis partners go back and they played a big big role in our recent performance but then you know once we've uh, once we've reached the the 
current day and we're excited about where we've got to, I guess what we've got to look forward and say, you know, we've got a tough year ahead. We've got to lap COVID. We've got to lap all of the um, all the changes to the customer behavior. We had an enormous growth in online and we have to keep growing um, and improving our online offer. And of course, the Waitrose business is a massive part of the first two years of the partnership plan in delivering, um, in returning to growth, in returning to profit. And in this year, of course, we're, we're all aiming for the 100 million pound profit target. Um, and there's a lot of lean, simple, fast work behind the scenes that needs to go on to make sure that we are, I guess, replatforming and putting the foundations in for the five year plan that says Waitrose can grow, can reach new customers, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it, I mean, in that context, short term priorities, I guess, for this year, um, you know, it's no it's no secret we're going through quite a significant um, restructuring. That's really difficult process for lots of people in uh, the head office um it's necessary just to transform the way we work but i know it's an enormous um burden and very causes an enormous amount of anxiety across the team so um we have to finish and follow through on the head office transformation that's in hopefully in the next few months we should all be in a position where we know uh, the outcomes and i'd like at the same time to come out of that with a really clear uh, view and plan about how we manage performance and talent going forward because you know if we if we go through all the effort and pain and anxiety of the restructure we have to make sure that the partners that stay with the business are enthused engaged excited about the plan going forward and that their talent and effort is properly rewarded and properly recognized so there's a lot of um that one of the priorities this year is definitely to um reorganize and re-energize our head office structures um and that's what we're doing at the moment and underneath that of course in terms of in terms of the engine room of the business we've got an enormous task on uh, improving our cost of goods through the commercial teams at the moment they're doing a great job but there's a long way to go and that's a long-term setup and a long-term mindset we need to um i guess go up through the gears on uh, but that work's already started so cost of goods is a big focus retail productivity huge changes in the last few years with covid obviously hopefully that is temporary um, but definitely with online um, so huge changes to the way that the branch pay works out and the branch um, partners do their jobs and we're gonna have a really big look at how we make that as efficient as possible and free up those partners for frontline service basically being with our customers and then we have some core some really big core changes coming through so big systemic changes in the way we um organize our stock flow so mo and M mdm merchandising operations and master data management for those not in the know big systems changes that improve our availability and then on the other side on our ranging and merchandising systems in cars we've got an enormous system arriving that will really help um, uh, improve and enhance the way we deliver range and the way we set our ranges out in our stores and there's huge benefits attached to those so we have to make sure we manage landing those in the next six months really carefully in terms of what the customers might see in the first year we've got a, what we call a sprint going on at the moment on value perception so we're going to try very quickly to improve the way customers perceive the value we offer there's lots of different um, elements to that and i won't bore you with all of them but improving the way that customers um, see the value we offer and understand the value they get when they buy our products is really important so we'll do some we'll take some early take some early steps in that direction We've already mentioned online, that's enormously important. We're gonna to continue to grow online through the shops. And of course, we've just recently opened Greenford and that will be ramping up through the volume over the next uh, six months. The early signs are really strong. So loads of online development to go. And I'll probably come back to that later. Uh, I don't know where you've been, but you might've heard we're doing better together. 
Um, that's a big deal this year. So John Lewis, GM, into all of our Waitrose stores by the end of the year. And we're just beginning to trial some really exciting in-store executions. Um, and we're going to test and learn to see which ones the customers do and don't love. And importantly, which ones are the most efficient, the most um, the most effective for the partners to run at the same time. There's no point landing something really glitzy if, if the partners can't make it work in the background and it's and it's making things harder not easier um uh in the longer term so probably in in probably uh if you think one and two years most of that i've just spoken about will probably be in the first year um, and it will continue but then maybe in the second year looking a little bit further ahead um, i think we'll begin to reorganize how we deliver our convenience mission and there's all sorts of elements to that, but it does take a bit of organizing in the background. But in the first year, you'll probably see some changes in our little Waitrose stores for the good. And then maybe a little bit more expansive thinking about where which different convenience markets we might be able to sell our fantastic brand in. So that might come through. And then in terms, really excitingly, in terms of store investment in, this, in the core branch estate, we will be testing some propositions and some different ways of organizing the stores a little bit this year. Uh, in advance of a really big investment, which which starts in earnest really next year in the branch state, because you have to get it right before you roll it out. So lots and lots and lots of things. And then of course, in the news recently and uh, and in, in a lot of the stores already, um, we are uh, on the cusp, I think, of agreeing um, a, uh, a deal with a car, with a car, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? No, with Deliveroo. Um, and that's a new channel for us to access. So we'll be very careful about how we roll that out. But all of the signs in the early partnership say it's a fantastic channel. It opens up new customers. Um, and so probably, probably this year, we'd like to see a much bigger, uh, a much bigger impact of the delivery partnership. So one or two things going on in those first two years, Beth. Brill. Um, I mean, that was a lot of information, but um, you know, it was <laughs> I know there's um, a lot going on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so thinking a little bit further ahead now, um, it'd be great to hear about some of the brand's longer term priorities and you know where you see Waitrose in five years time. Um, and I'd, I'd also like to know a little bit about how you intend to sort of keep the essence of the partnership. I'm sure you've heard a lot about, you know, the way of Waitrose and John Lewis and, um, you know, staying customer led all the time. Um, I'd like to kind of hear a bit about that as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you know, the, the medium long term, if you think of the five year um, duration of the current partnership plan, medium long term, I think it's a really exciting um, opportunity for the Waitrose brand, no question at all. I, th I think probably underlying that is the is are a couple of things. Firstly, as you say, the, the things that really underpin the brand, the real essentials of what the partners and what our customers understand the brand stands for. So quality and taste service passion for food in our branches and in our other channels and our ethical approach doing business i think those things are becoming more important to customers not less important and certainly more important to a new generation of customers um, so i on the one hand i'm really excited about the opportunity because i think the waitrose brand sits beautifully uh, positioned for what's going to become more important to customers not less important and we're in a position to take advantage of that and really um, really be sure and confident about how customers understand our brand and what we do stand for. And on the other hand, you know, I would describe Waitrose as a, as a sort of the Rolls Royce of grocery retailing, but like all Rolls Royces, you have to make sure the engine is well tuned and make sure the parts are up to date and things like that. So 
I do think we have as a business, I think we have opportunities to improve the way we work. As I said, free up partners for customer facing activity, um, delegate more, empower our partners more, energize and excite the, the partners more. And I think if we can do those that those things, then we will then we will then we'll sort of meet the market halfway on what they want from the Waitrose brand and uh, you know accentuate what's really great about Waitrose. Um, and the other, you know, the, the the intention, the ambition, the vision for Waitrose is that it it reestablishes itself as the ultimate destination for food and drink in the UK. And I think I think we still probably are that for a lot of customers. Our net promoter score has been declining slowly over maybe five, six years for all sorts of reasons. Um, and most of the market has been as well. So customers are becoming more savvy and more challenging. Um, but I think we you know, when we use we will use our net promoter score or have your say, as we describe it in the business, we will use that as the North Star. So everything we do, we have to understand whether it's going to improve our customer satisfaction or not, whether it's in service of our customers. Uh, we'll build that into the way we talk to each other, into the numbers we report, into what, how we prioritize what we do. Uh, and I think if as we do that, we'll begin to, I guess, re energize i hope the partnership and, and align everyone from end to end about what's important and what's not important to do prioritize hopefully so as i say i think by reinforcing the things accentuating the things that waitrose is great at, i think we have a you know it's a real growth story possibility over the next five years um, which isn't something you can always say of all grocers over the next five years in the uk um you know there are other there are big big opportunities for us in terms of what you would describe as growth channels we've spoken probably about the big ones online is enormous um you, we can't keep growing online for practical reasons but also you know there's you know, we have to be careful that post covid that we're not expanding beyond customer demand so we've got we've got growth strong growth plans through this year um and then we've got enormous opportunities online in terms of improving our proposition so how do they how do they how does a customer flowing through the online offer how are they rewarded for their loyalty how do they feel how does a customer in that channel feel the same service experience that a customer in our branches does um there's there's loads of headroom and loads of work we can do there um and of course importantly there's more work we can do to make sure that channel is more and more profitable it is profitable at the moment i know that's a um a contentious sometimes challenging issue uh, but it is profitable at the moment but it could be more profitable and um, you know it's on beholden on us and laura and the team to keep that keep that change moving in the right direction and make it a more and more profitable channel for us convenience as i said another huge growth channel possibility um, and we'll continue to invest in that and there's more probably more news to come in the second and third years of the plan and then as i said tuning the engine making sure our parts are up to date making sure our partners have the tools and the processes and the permission to do the job i think they all want to do they all you know there's a passion and a pride when you're a partner and i think we have to unleash that and enable everyone to to deliver their part of a plan they all um we're all aligned behind so uh, a really exciting five years in lots of ways huge numbers of opportunities um but as i say if we can tune the engine i think the rolls royce can drive a lot faster and further in the next um, period of time amazing so you've just spoken a little bit about online and um, so we heard from steve and laura talk about um waitrose.com on a recent podcast episode um, could you tell me a little bit more about what your vision is for online business within Waitrose? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be able to beat Steve and Laura because they're the experts. But, um, uh, you know, for me, I think it's been a fascinating couple of years for the Waitrose online business. Clearly, 
with the uh, relationship with Ocado coming to an end and growing our own business and then COVID, of course, overtaking everything. It's, it's been fascinating to learn um, how the history of the of what we do online, but also much more importantly, and Laura is really in this mindset completely, you know, all the opportunities that online provides in terms of the way we present our offer, in terms of how we translate the Waitrose um, proposition, our promise to our customers online in different ways. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, I'd probably, I guess I'd probably split it into three and a half areas. I don't know if that's what Laura did, but I'm going to go for it anyway. You know, as I said, in the short term, there's a capacity opportunity. So how many, how many, how much capacity can we open up from our existing estate? We've got three CFCs now. Um, we've got investment going into some of those, some more stores this year. Um, we grew up so fast last year that a lot of the way, the, the ways of working, you know, when I go and visit shops and ask what their, and ask the online teams what their three priorities would be, vans often comes up as number one or number two. Um, because the growth overtook the the assets we've got. So we've got some investment to do to make sure that the offer we've got is workable for partners and works for customers. So there's, there's sort of a short, medium-term um, priority in terms of capacity and operating model. Um, and then, as I said, I think there's a number two would be proposition. We've, we've got a really, we've actually got an incredibly good platform and a really good online proposition. It's really well laid out the user experience is really strong but there are lots and lots and lots of things we can do we've got some catching up to do with um companies have been in it for a lot longer than us other grocers obviously um but nothing too fundamental but really um added value things we can do for the customers and then you, you know online digital changes weekly daily hourly sometimes about what the possibilities are so the team's now in place doing a fantastic job and, and it's a it's a really exciting uh thing to think about all the things we can we can build into and add and develop for that online proposition all in service as i say of improving the customer satisfaction that net promoter score and making sure that online feels uh uh an additive a value add version of the existing waitrose branch offer and i think at the moment it does uh, but there's more we can do so number two would be proposition uh, I mentioned it already. Number three is profit. So I, th I think we have we've got we've had some growing pains in the last year. Um, online is uh, uh, can be a, a technical heavy, but also a manual a sort of a partner labor heavy approach. We've got CFCs, we've got stores. Um, there's there are a million things you can do to try and improve the profitability of your online online channel, but you probably can't do most of them while you're still. Um, focused on delivering for the customer so fast through COVID, growing so fast. So uh, profitability, converting profitability in the next couple of years, gradually working out what the most efficient, effective ways of doing what we do, that's a big number three priority. Um, and then a bit more of the half one on the end, which is fascinating, is obviously online. We have a, 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 a big cohort of loyal um high spending waitrose customers that almost all of them if you look back through history are omni-channel customers so they shop in our waitrose stores as well and a high proportion of them shop in john lewis as well so these are really valuable customers and there's a there are um you know there are potentially opportunities to use that online channel to to deliver alternative services alternative loyalty mechanisms potentially and and really enhance the relationship with those customers using that channel so whether that's as a platform for other businesses or other offers or other propositions in the future i don't know but there is a 
there's a long-term view that once you've built a really good online channel with loyal customers who are regular visit visitors to that site, it's an enormous opportunity to have a different conversation with them and move them, I guess, into the wider partner partnership ecosystem, if you like. Um, so that's really exciting. But but yeah, a huge amount to do um, and very exciting as well because we've got it all in front of us. And to finish off, I mean, there's like, like we said, you know, there was a lot of information, lots to look forward to, but there must be one thing that you are like most excited about for the future of Waitrose. You know, what, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I do two things? Or are you going to tell me off? Yeah, you can do two. <laughs> okay, thank, thanks, Beth. That's, that's nice. Um, the first one is, I mean, I mentioned it before. It's, it's when you realize that the Waitrose brand is actually brilliantly positioned for the things that customers will want more of in the future. So trust, transparency, quality food, ethically sourced, these things are much, much more important than they used to be to a much, much bigger group of customers. And certainly, potentially generationally, a younger generation of customers will care a lot more about where the food comes from, um, how people in our supply chain are treated, and you can see all of those all of those things becoming more and more important gradually. Um, so I'm the the first thing that really excites me is is that is that the Waitrose brand finds itself in an incredible position because we do deliver on all of those promises. So how do we if we can if we can continue and improve that delivery and if we can communicate really effectively, I do think there is a a new generation of customers and a part a, a significant part of the market that will find Waitrose. Uh, we'll rediscover the Waitrose brand and the offer and think it's and think the things that we think are important are important to them. So that's very exciting. And the second one that you've let me have very kindly um, is I'm excited about the partner partner experience, the changing the culture, empowering everyone, exciting everyone, and just releasing some of that partnership passion and energy. Because I think if we I think we can do that, and I think when we do that, that's when the that's when the Waitrose story will enter its new chapter and will take off. And we'll deliver the plan and beyond, I think. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming along today, James. All right. My pleasure. Thanks, Beth. Thank you. I want to say a special thank you to James Bailey for coming back on the Partnership Podcast and just giving us more insights, knowledge and overview of what to expect in the next two to five years. Please remember to subscribe so that you continue to remain up to date and notified when a new episode is published. We'll be back next week with another episode. It's your host Monica Lee and I hope you all have a fantastic week.